Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. And let's just take a, a moment and relax and let your focus come back to the presence of the Lord, the personal presence, the manifest presence. He is with you now. He's in your room or your car, wherever you're at, physically, and in the supernatural and in the spiritual. He is completely with you, and you are completely with him. There's nothing you need to do to get his attention. Part of our training, our our religious upbringing in the Western civilization is that we have to qualify to have a relationship with God. We have to pray the right thing and have enough people praying and be... So articulate in asking the right thing that if we get it wrong, God won't do what we're asking him to do, what He what is on our heart. And so we get so focused on us. Are we measuring up? Are we doing it right? Are we being good Christians? And more and more what God is, drawing his people to understand is the more we focus on him and how much he loves us, everything else falls into place. We, we are learning a new kind of prayer, a new kind of relationship. Now, it's not that it never existed, but for you and I, very likely, it's new, and it's dependent on our being born again and our spirit being revitalized and one with God. When we rest in how much he loves us, we let him do the work. If he's not pointing out things, he's doing his work behind the scenes. And you can just rest. Now, if he's saying, this is something, an area I want to talk to you about, talk to him about it. If there's an area where there's conflict in your life, don't just wonder why you're having conflict. Ask the Lord. He is your guidance counselor, your mentor, your CEO. He writes the tests, he gives the tests, he grades the tests, and he prepares us for the tests. Whatever you have coming tomorrow, he wants you ready, and he will make you ready. 
it's not a matter of us being prepared, us qualifying and making ourselves ready, you know, finding out what the will of God is and then figuring out how to be in it. No, we're, we're on the ship with God. We may not know what the shore is that we're heading for or how long the storm is that we're in the middle of, but we're with him. And as long as we are learning the process of an understanding what God is working through in us, his purpose for us, the more we focus on that, all of these other projects and goals that we might have will fall into place, will fall It's not that we don't work at them. It's not that we don't do the research and spend the time. And there's certainly going to be conflict. Rain falls on the just and the unjust. We take the bitter with the sweet. Life is is mixed. Some have been rejected and some have been rejected more. But everyone's rejected. So we're not, the goal is not to have a crisis-free life. Our goal is to know God. And in the process of knowing him by experience, we are changed by him. You can't fix your soul. God gave you the soul you have for a reason. Most of us are never going to know what that reason is other than it's accomplishing some purpose in you that would not be able to be accomplished in any other way. Your purpose is to be one with him. In your spirit, you already are, but your soul is the problem. Somewhat, Your body is your natural being, but mostly it's your soul because your soul has gotten used to controlling your life and your soul was never meant to. Your soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions have God-given needs. They're God-given and God-met. The needs that you have in your soul were given by God to be met by God. But because of our, we're born separated from God. So our soul has learned to try to meet those needs outside of God. God will not allow that to happen. We are never truly satisfied outside of knowing him. This is why we talk about a hunger and a thirst. 
that he stirred that up so that we are not, so that we recognize that we're not satisfied with where we are. And we want whatever God has for us. We're willing to, to do what's necessary and to allow God to do what's necessary to restore the relationship of our soul and our spirit so that the needs of our soul are met through our spirit, which is God through our spirit meeting our needs. This is where joy and love and peace and gentleness, kindness, mercy, God's characteristics come through our soul and even our body We've already got them in our spirit. But God's nature and characteristics flow through our soul and body as he makes and conforms our soul to our spirit. He doesn't want our soul to interfere with that free flow of eternal life. So he is working to heal and change and modify our soul so that eternal life can flow freely. Now, most of us are very unfamiliar with our own soul. And we can get caught up in the weaknesses and sometimes the strengths of our soul, relying on the strengths of our soul and trying to hide from or sometimes even using the weaknesses in our soul. So we want to be aware of that, that that the goal is for God to change our soul, not to fix it, but to free, free our soul to be able to receive unconditionally what God has already given in our spirit. Now, our soul, your soul, just like in your your physical being, you have physical senses that are aware of what's going on in the physical realm. Your eyes see. And if the lights are on, you see one set of things. If the lights are off, you see a different set of things. So, And then your brain takes that information and provides that to your thinking, to your soul. So there's a relationship between your physical body and your soulical being. And there's also a relationship between those two and your spirit being. This is why we very often confuse what's going on in the natural realm and in the supernatural realm because we are so misinterpreting what we are experiencing even when we just begin to experience the spiritual. Before we can really begin to perceive and experience what's going on in your spirit right now, we are learning the process of becoming comfortable abiding in the supernatural realm. Just as comfortable Basically, we are all comfortable in one level or another with our natural environment. We, what we perceive, we accept at some level of reality. 
and we don't get upset about it. We're not afraid of it. We, un- we understand our power and authority about what's, what's, what the dangers are, what the benefits are in our everyday environment, in the physical, in the natural. But God wants us to have that same confidence in the supernatural realm, in the, where our soul resides. Just as there are things we need to be cautious about in the natural, there are things we need to be cautious about in the supernatural. But just because there are things we are cautious about doesn't mean we avoid them. For instance, driving. Driving a car. People have accidents all the time. That doesn't mean we all stop driving. We recognize that there are precautions to take. We have a seatbelt. We don't drive when we're too sleepy or been drinking. There are things we take into consideration that there are dangers that when we drive, we take those precautions. We, take, we understand that other people might be not as careful as we are, so we take those precautions. Likewise, when we deal with the supernatural, we, we simply take precautions. And one of the things God wants us to do is know what those precautions are and then move forward, not being afraid of learning to drive in the supernatural realm, becoming comfortable and learning to exercise the power and authority we already have in the supernatural realm. So we've been talking about supernatural experiences, those that are external to us, um, miracles, signs, and wonders, but also things that are internal to us, dreams and visions and trances. Those are parts of what are going on in the supernatural realm that you perceive through your soul. Now, you're not going to perceive it perfectly because your soul isn't perfect. Your soul has not been perfected yet. God is in the process of that, but he hasn't perfected it yet. So we aren't to rely fully. This is part of our challenge when, you know, when we talk about gifts and and miracles and dreams and these kinds of things, is they aren't infallible, and God has, has never intended for us to rely on them. This is part of our problem. I think so many have these experiences, you know, everything from life after death to angelic encounters, and they think that their experience is reliable, and it's not. It's in part, through a glass darkly. So we come to our experiences in the supernatural realm with first thinking that what we are experiencing, the first purpose is to turn us to God. Lord, what is this? Lord, is this from you? Lord, what do you want me to learn from this? We take our supernatural experiences seriously. We write them down. We spend time with God. 
but we don't think that they're infallible. First of all, our supernatural senses are so out of tune by lack of use. We have not learned how to perceive in this supernatural with our solical senses. And there's only one way to overcome that. By using our supernatural senses, by reason of use, we've learned how to use the supernatural gifts, the supernatural power, our supernatural senses. You don't have to be connected to a special church or a special community or special people. All you need is to ask God. Because this is something he wants for you. Now, it may not be something he wants for you right now. So you simply ask him, Lord, is this something you want to start teaching me about? And then, as we've talked before, start asking him for dreams and visions and miracles and signs. Setting aside time to check your perceptions. Lord, did I miss something last week? Did you knock on a door and I not answer? Was there something going on that that I missed? Did I perceive something but didn't follow up on it? And giving him the time to respond and teach you. That's, that's all we're really about is learning by experience. We're not really all that concerned about how fast that's happening. Because as you grow in confidence, and the confidence that God loves you and what he's doing is for your benefit, you're going to want to do more. You're going to want to spend more time with him. You're going to want him to heal you more, to make himself known to you more. That's that hunger and thirst. He gives it that we are not satisfied with where we are now. So as we start spending more and more time and he starts quickening our soulical senses, we will start to perceive what's going on in the supernatural realm right now. You are perceiving, you're seeing into the supernatural realm you're having supernatural experiences. Those experiences were going on whether you were aware of them or not. Angels are visiting you whether you are aware of them or not. You're having dreams and trances and visions whether you are aware of them or not. You're experiencing signs, wonders, and miracles whether you are aware of them or not. The problem is not the supernatural. The problem is our perception. One of the other areas that we want to, again, be prepared for and take precautions is that as you start, as you sign up to be trained by God, you become an enemy of our enemies. Your soul doesn't want to give up its power. This world wants to maintain control over you. And the devil 
created to deceive and accuse and lie to you doesn't want his tactics exposed. So your enemies are going to come at you. But God does not want you ignorant of his tactics. God does not want you ignorant of your own buttons that he pushes. Now, us human beings that have a soul and live in a body, we're not all as complex as we like to think we are. And the devil has been around a long time. And he knows what it takes to get a rise out of us, to get us distracted from the rest and from focusing on what the Lord is doing in our lives and to focus on what he is doing in our lives. And if he can do that, he wins. That's all he needs to do. He doesn't need to turn you from God. All the devil needs to do is turn you from being aware of God. Doesn't need to convince you that you you're a, you know you're going to hell or that you've backslidden or convince you to you know um, curse God and die or reject Him or reject His teachings. He doesn't need to do all any of that. All he needs to do is to keep you from letting God change you, keep you from that rest, keep you from going, Lord, is this from you? He doesn't need to get you to be mad at God. He just needs you to be uncaring, ambivalent about him. So we want to be aware of making habits, developing habits in our lives. Again, the first thing we do whenever we experience something, Lord, is that you? And then learning how to test it. This is only by experience do we learn how to do this. But the demonics, they are there whether we are aware of them or not. Just as there are angels in your life, whether you are aware of them or not, There are demons in your life whether you are aware of them or not. And when you start becoming aware, they start interacting with you. And I think most of us would like some kind of supernatural experience that we are confident that we are experiencing, but we want good experiences. Well, with in the solical realm, in the supernatural realm, that's where there is good and evil. As, as in the natural realm, bad things happen to good people, good things happen to bad people. That's not our, you know, that's not up to us to decide, okay, that shouldn't happen, that should happen. We are all in God's hands. God is directing all of our paths. So we don't reject one and accept the other. We simply, again, go back to the Lord. What's what's going on here, Lord? Teach me, Lord. Now, he does want us to develop good judgment. 
Yes, we are to be good judges. We are to judge one another and judge ourselves. That's good judgment. That's wisdom. And how do we do that unless we are experiencing what's going on in our lives and not just flowing along idly, trusting that at the end when we die, we're going to go to heaven and sit on a throne. That's wasting the precious time God has given us here. And we, can, we not only don't want to waste it, we want to redeem our past and even our present. We want to, what's the phrase, make up for lost time. So we, we understand that as we want positive experiences, we're also going to experience negative experiences. One is not more important. God often gives us good experiences, you know, taste and see that the Lord is good so that we will continue to eat, so that we will continue to experience. So we will be encouraged to know him more and, and wait on him and be with him more so that whatever it is, whatever experience we, we have, we don't look at it as part of, okay, if I have this positive experience, it must mean I'm, I'm a good, good person. If I have a negative experience, it must mean I have a, I'm a bad person. No, it's simply what's going on in the supernatural realm. So we have this idea of, okay, there's positive things going on, and we want to join them. But then the negative things, we even call it that we want to battle them. We want to overcome them. We call it, you know, even warfare. We don't do warfare with angels. You know, we do warfare with the demonic because we want to get rid of the demonic. And there's a a truth to that because there are part of the purpose of having the demonic in our lives is to learn about our power and authority. It is specifically to teach us now, same way with the angels. How do we communicate with angels? How do we, how do we, you know, what are their roles? You know, angels, messengers, healing, all different kinds of supernatural beings in the supernatural realm. And just as in the Garden of Eden, there was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Both good and evil are on the same tree. That's the same in the supernatural realm. Good and evil are in the same realm. And God wants us to experience them both. There are things we are going to learn about our soul that he wants to teach us about our soul, the soul that God gave you. There are things that by experiencing the negative and the positive in the supernatural realm that will bring healing to your soul, that will bring Freedom to your soul, truth to your soul, eternal life to your soul. So we don't say, I want the good things, but I don't want the bad things. I want to have an angelic experience, but I don't want to have a demonic. We say, Lord, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, that's what I want. And as we do that, as we make ourselves available you know, we are, most of us have some level of fear 
when we are talking about especially the demonics and especially, you know, demons and curses and all kinds of negative things, you know, um, witchcraft, um, things like that, where we are afraid of that. And part of that is that's because we are so misinformed about its purpose. Everything in the supernatural realm is under the control of God. Everything in the spiritual realm is under the control of God. Everything in the natural realm is under the control of God. In the supernatural realm, we don't say that angels are under the control of God, but the demons aren't. That's not the case. They're all under the control of God. And if we are born again, and therefore our spirit being, hmm, doesn't that mean that we have the power and authority over what's going on in the supernatural realm? We have the power and authority over the angels. We have the power and authority over the demons. What's our problem then? We haven't yet learned how to exercise that power and authority, how to use the weapons that God has given us in our warfare and our our warfare with the demonic and our relationship with the angels. We are to embrace both as God draws us and provides the opportunity. Now, whatever your fear may be, talk to God about it. And just say, Lord, I'm willing for you to take away that fear. I want you to, I don't want any fear I have to hinder what you want to do in my life. And you may be really surprised at how he handles it. It's, you, you know, a lot of times we think, well, he's just going to, you know, if I'm afraid of, of this situation, he's going to put me right down in the middle of it, so I just need to, to get over my fear. Well, a lot of times he sneaks things in where we are having an experience and find ourselves that we don't have any fear. So fear has a value in our lives. Don't touch a hot stove. But that's something we we use. Okay, this is something that we want to take a precaution on, but it doesn't stop us from doing what the Lord wants us to do, which is to become comfortable in dealing with whatever is going on in the supernatural realm. So take some time coming up and just say, Lord, I don't want to be afraid of anything. I don't want fear to determine what I allow you to do in my life. Lord, show me, is there something that you want to talk to me about, about fear in my life? And then also just ask him, Lord, is there an area where you want me to specifically ask for a supernatural experience? And again, write things down. If you, and if you ever have any questions or, or, or problems or something specific you want to talk to me about, feel free to drop me a line at diane at therainersclub.org or through Blog Talk Radio. Okay, we'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.